0: For you and yours, we've you got uh, Sir Truck Driver here with a uh, long, long overdue edition of uh, Rolling On, uh, not Rolling On, that's my other show. turn this down a little bit here. Uh, this is Shifting Gears, and uh, like I said, I am your host, Sir Truck Driver, and we are currently, where the heck am I? I am in... Uh, sherman texas kept wanting to say De- uh, denton but uh that was earlier today so and i'm uh, here getting uh, a load picked up at uh, one of our customers and uh, i've got uh no, okay i've got 10 hours of downtime so i'm just going to take a hour or so and record this um been a uh, been a rather long uh couple of uh, weeks here um i've been uh, Dealing with holiday issues and dealing with bad weather, and I've been—I uh, took uh, some vacation time, and man, I just—I uh, hit that home stretch and got into the house, and I just about collapsed. <laughs> I've been uh, been fighting uh, some other, some uh, health problems. I won't go into exactly who they are or what they are. So, but uh, we're we're on the mend here. So uh, we just uh, came back off from vacation. It was supposed to be yesterday. But, of course, uh, things never work out the way that you want them to. So uh, I did uh, get down to uh, my company terminal. While I was on vacation, the company was supposed to be uh, taking care of my truck, uh, doing a service and making sure everything is working and uh, all of that. You know, fifth wheel uh, lubed and uh, everything, you know, oil changed and top off the windshield wiper fluid and... <laughs> <laughs> all that sort of stuff, and uh, they took care of about ninety percent of it. And uh, I got back down to uh, the terminal uh, yesterday morning, and it was a very brisk fourteen degrees. And I get into my truck, I get everything all moved into the truck, and I turn it, uh, turn the key on, and it just goes click. <laughs> so I ended up having to run into the uh, into the terminal and uh, asking whether or not the uh, uh, maintenance guys had taken a look at my batteries uh, like i had expected them to um, the batteries are very important in the truck and uh, i've been having a problem with my bunk heater here for the last six months well not six months but maybe three months and that's because my ba- my batteries have not been strong enough to work with the with the bunk heater to keep it turned on so uh, they were supposed to take a look at that and uh, replace them, but they never actually got around to it. And then I uh, told them, well, we'll go ahead and we'll get it done. And I got with uh, my asset management, and they said, okay, well, it's dangerous, dangerous cold out there, so we're not going to have you run until, that, uh, you know, until everything gets fixed. And so uh, they ended up taking me off, the, uh, off their load, and it kind of ticks me off. Uh, there was a nice run going from uh, Fort Worth uh, to uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming um, with a stop in Grand Island, or not Grand Island, uh, North Platte, Nebraska. And uh, that, uh, that kind of stung a little bit. There was a total of uh, 994 paid miles. Uh, actually, no, 994 loaded miles and an additional, uh, what, 20, or no, uh, 48, 48 miles. Uh, to uh, to Fort Worth, so I did uh, end up losing. I'd, I lost a thousand miles, which is it's gonna make things very rough next week because obviously I didn't do any work this last week, and I get a week's vacation pay in this paycheck. But uh, next week is gonna be next to nothing. So. But they did uh, look at the batteries and everything and replace the batteries and all that this morning, and everything is all hunky-dory. Now uh, I've only got a, uh, this little uh, what, 300 and uh, about 400 miles with all the extra work I had to do, and uh, that'll deliver tomorrow morning in the uh, in, uh, Houston area. And then beyond that, I have no clue what's going on. I know that I'm not going to get another overnight run to help me bump next week's check so next week's check is probably going to be somewhere around 400 miles so <laughs> that'll be just enough to take care of the taxes and the insurance so i don't anticipate seeing a single penny next week so but uh yeah so we're we're uh, we're all ready to go here like i said i was sick and i was down for the whole week of whole uh, all of last week which would have been the Today's the 17th, so it would have been from the, what, the 8th or 9th or 10th or something like that. It was, it was, a, it was a challenge because I during that time I also had to get my DOT physical done. I had a personal physical to take care of. And I was like, man, I just want to go home and go to sleep. <laughs> but uh, we got that all taken care of, so the doctors all said I get to live for another year. So uh, I am happy about that. So... uh. What else are we doing here we're not doing much of anything for the moment although i do kind of want to talk about the big elephant in the room uh uh with the um uh well no, i'm I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later here anyway i do got a a story here it's an actual trucking story uh about um pilot truck stops Now, i don't know if a lot of people have, a lot of you listeners have uh been uh, really aware of what uh what You know uh, the the backstory that what goes on with a lot of travel centers and stuff, but uh, the Pilot Truck Stop uh, has been uh, owned by in the past by a a guy named um, Jimmy Haslam, and it was started originally in 1965, no 1958, and I think in Tennessee. I'm not sure, but uh, so they uh, they started that and um, they grew themselves to 700 and something. Let me see if I can find it here in the story. Let me read the story off here. Uh, that'll that'll give a little bit uh, more of a context here. Um, it, basically, the, the story is uh, has uh, Jimmy Haslam has, has took his uh, company that uh, his father started for 65 years and sold everything out to uh, Warren Buffett and. Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna read the story off here. Uh, it says, uh, and this comes from uh, msn.com, and I've got some other stories here that give a little bit of back uh, back history. I'll touch on them here too. So, got the uh, Warren Buffett's ele- Warren Buffett's elephant. El- Jesus, I can't speak English today. <laughs> Warren Buffett's elephant hunt shows no sign of ending, but at least he took down a gazelle this week. The famed investor's Berkshire Hathaway acquired the remaining 20% of pilot sa- uh, travel centers from Cleveland, co- Cleveland Browns co-owner Jimmy Haslam's family on Tuesday. It originally paid $2.8 billion for 38.6% of the truck stop operator in 2017, then shelled out another $8.2 billion to boost its 80% stake uh, in last January. Berkshire and Pilot haven't uh, haven't revealed the price paid for the final 20% stake, which Buffett's company values at north of $3 billion last year. Uh, So we're talking some pretty big money here. Uh, Got The Haslam family grew the Pilot from a single gas station in 1958 to the fifth largest private company in America, with more than 750 locations across the USA and Canada. Under Pilot Flying J, Pilot Travel Centers and Mr. Fuel Brands, it provides services like gas pumps, fast food restaurants, parking, laundry, and showers to truck drivers and other motorists. It sells about 14 billion gallons of fuel and three billions worth, $3 billion worth of food and merchandise a year. Now, this is the kind of thing that, you know, I'll go into that a little bit later here. <laughs> Uh, pilot revenues jumped to about $20 billion in uh, 2017, or jumped from $20 billion to $42 billion in the first nine months of last year. And the company now generates over $1 billion in annual pre-tax uh, earnings. This is not insignificant for Berkshire, which raked in $302 billion in total revenues and earned $31 billion in operating income in 2022 per its latest annual report. So that's a, that's a pretty good chunk of change. It took Buffett more than six years and probably over $13 billion to take full ownership of Pilot. The business isn't the behemoth he's been looking to bring down uh, with his elephant gun or cash pile, which stood at a record $157 billion <laughs> in September. But uh, it ranks amongst... Uh, Berkshire's biggest deals in recent years and a certainly step in the right direction. As a family business, it's humbling to think that all the team members who have been part of Flying J uh, and we are beyond grateful for their commitment and, con- uh, and contributions over the years. Uh, Haslam said in the statement, we will always consider the, pl- uh, the pilot Flying J team as family and we wish them success as they continue uh, to develop the best travel network in North America and keep America moving. <laughs> So somebody got a big payout. That's uh, that's that's most certain. Uh, somebody, I I wouldn't mind having that kind of money. But uh, the only thing that concerns me is with uh, you know I'm sure everybody is um, when you see what goes on with a, a lot of corporate mergers and whatnot, and, and you know people buying this and buying that and spending all kinds of money you know the, the one of the first things they do is they come in and they get, you know, kind of gut the company they get rid of all of the people who actually uh, are uh, loyal to the company and i have a feeling that that's what's going to happen to to pilot flying J. and in, in myself in my personal opinion you know Pilot and Flying J, they, those and and Mister Fuel, you know, each one of them has their has their own personal or has their own separate quality of existence. But Pilot is is uh, they're not the cleanest, they're not the best, and although they have improved themselves uh, quite a bit over the last ten years, but. Pilot, when well, the way uh, Haslam ran it, I, I have absolutely disagreed with everything that he has done. Because every time Pilot comes along and they purchase, uh, say, an, uh, an independent truck stop or a small chain, you know, the small chain will have its own branded restaurant. It'll have you know good quality food in there, a, a, a sit-down restaurant, you know, with local flavor and uh the very first thing that whenever pilot buys something is they get rid of all of that they get rid of the restaurants they get rid of you know anything that is um you know like i said local flavor and they completely and totally corporate neutralize it and i don't have a problem with corporate neutralization but when they start taking out the the, the things that truck drivers, you know, people like me as a truck driver, you know, we essentially need, um, they they rip the restaurants out. You know, the, the restaurants are a lot in the past have been a lot of what has uh, helped the truckers uh, of America maintain a at least a reasonably stable existence because they're they're more than just. Uh, uh, a restaurant where you go in, you sit down, you order your food. Um, it used to be when you you go in and you sit down, and you'll be a you know another dozen or so drivers all over the place. And you order your food and you sit there and you have a dinner and you actually communicate with people. You know, you talk to them face to face, you know, you, you trade stories, um, you know, and, and, uh, and make legends. And, 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 all the, and for the newer drivers, that was always a place to, you know, to, to learn from the more experienced you know, uh, how to drive a truck down, uh, down a long hill rather than just, you know, putting it in neutral at the top and hoping you stop at the bottom. You know, these uh, the, the things that a, a new driver wouldn't learn, they would learn by talking to um, more experienced drivers. And, you know, that has that has really gone away. And I, I honestly believe that we are seeing uh in in the trucking industry, you're seeing a lot lot more high-profile trucking accidents uh, because of you know, drivers that just they don't know anything. You know, they they go through some meat grinder three-week school, and then they get in behind the wheel of a truck, and it's the middle of winter, and they don't know anything about it, and they're out in the Rocky Mountains, and they're going down a hill. I mean, what was that three or four years ago? I guess it was that uh, that one uh, uh, driver. Uh, was uh, running in, in the mountains, and he ended up losing his brakes going down the hill because he didn't know how to downshift. And then he ended up skipping all of the uh, the brake runoff areas, you know, the runaway truck areas, because he didn't want to be late, and uh, he didn't want to do this, and he didn't want to do that. You know, he was completely and totally wrapped up in his own delusion of— what, uh, what he was supposed to be doing as a truck driver, and he was not anywhere near trained in any kind of safety. Uh, you know, it's ob- I th- to me, it's fairly obvious that he's never actually sat down with an experienced you know, driver and said, well, you know, whoa, how do I do this? You know, and, and it just, it's, it's a really a bad situation when things like that roll around. And uh, it, it, I can, I, it's my personal opinion that this is the exact reason why things like this happen. You know, the truck driving has become completely and totally desocialized by companies like Pilot because they take away all of the um, areas for drivers to socialize. You know, now it's, you know, you get out of your truck, you get done fueling, you go park your truck, you go walk inside, go to McDonald's. You know three minutes later you're walking out with your meal you go into any truck stop that has a mcdonald's or a wendy's or whatever in there any kind of fast food and even these you know even the the flying jays you know they have the denny's in there you know which is a a sit-down restaurant you know some of them have ihops you know there's some of the bigger chains that are trying to move in but you don't see, you, you still don't see drivers socializing with each other they come in they sit down you know, they plant their face in in their cell phone, and that's it. You know, they eat their food, pay their bill, they get up, say thank you to the waitress, and off they go back to their truck, back to their social isolation. And yeah, I I do this. You know, I I I'm I can't complain because I'm exactly the same way um, because I do the same thing, but mine is more because i've i've always been an introvert and i just i don't like people if i get into a room with more than 3 people i try looking for an exit but uh, <laughs> um yeah that's uh, that that's one of uh, one of the uh, one of the things yes uh, that goes on so it'll be interesting to see what um uh, what uh, Warren Buffett's going to do with this. And like I said, you know, the way corporatization is going, it's already hardcore. I don't see where it's going to get any better. So, but as far as Jimmy Haslam, you know, he's a, he's now a rich man. Um, he doesn't have any problems. <laughs> of course, uh, over the years, he's had a few, uh, run-ins with, uh, with, uh, the Federals, with the Feds. Um, in uh, oh, let's see, what is this 2018? Um, uh, got a story from uh ttnews.com. It said, uh, pilot flying j uh owner Jimmy Haslam won't face charges from fraud case. Um, so essentially, what was going on? Oh, I lost all my notes. Where did they go? Um, Anyway, uh, already 17 former employees, including this uh, company's former president, were convicted of fraud-related charges. A spokesman for Flying J declined to comment about the passing of the state uh, statute of limitations. Uh, Haslam previously said he knew nothing about the fraud. Of course, being the head of a company, that's his business to know. But, uh, yeah, he was... He was um, I believe the story was about oh uh yeah uh haslam was not charged in the scheme that pilot flying jc uh, sales leaders used to bilk unsophisticated trucking companies out of agreed upon rebates and uh that that uh i there like i said there's no way that you know he as the the head of the business you know watching his money come in and watching his money go out you know there's no way that he doesn't know about the, any of this stuff but you know, the, uh, all of this is alleged, of course, uh, because he's uh, was uh, uh, acquitted, or one, uh, no, while well, he wasn't uh, charged, but you know, certain employees were in. Um, so that that's one area of of contradiction, and um, another one comes. Uh, this one goes all the way back to uh, 2013. Um, uh, this comes from a Bleacher Report, um, when he was uh, he, uh, had uh, his big ownership in Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland Browns and owner Jimmy Haslam are shrouded in controversy due to FBI investigation into Haslam's Pilot Flying J Trucking Company, and the embattled owner spoke out regarding accusations. According to the Associated Press, Haslam and Pilot Flying J are being investigated for allegedly defrauding customers. So that's twice. <laughs> uh, one more time we will make a make a uh, make a pattern. So uh, Haslam and Flying J are being investigated for allegedly defrauding customers. Haslam reportedly suspended several members of his Flying J sales team in the week of an affidavit that can include a conversation between those uh, salespeople regarding the potential scamming of customers. I more than anything understand the damage that's been done to our reputation, our brand, relation, and our relationship," said the trucking, uh, in the trucking community. Haslam said. While Haslam appears to be remorseful for his company's alleged actions, he has yet to comment on his status as the Browns owner. It is unclear what steps the NFL will take, if anything, when it comes to disciplining. Um, so, I don't. And that's one thing I, I didn't really take a look at to see what uh, I know he still owns a, a big stake, a, a big uh, you know, part of his ownership is uh, yeah, he owns he owns part of the Cleveland Browns. So apparently there wasn't any kind of problem there. But um, and then uh, we've got uh, what do we got here? Oh, this one, another one from 2014. Uh, this comes from uh, Grantland.com. And it's called an idiot's guide to the Pilot Flying J rebate scandal. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, why did the FBI and IRS agents raid Pilot Flying J? Uh, but it, be, it comes down to Pilot Flying J skimming rebates on diesel fuel purchases. Ransalmeno's cohorts used common techniques called jacking the discount, which is a national, which is in which national gas. Chain, gas station chains sign up trucking companies to refill exclusively at their rest stops with the truckers receiving rebates in return. However, when the time comes to fulfill those rebates, the folks in charge of the gas, day, uh, gas chain provide an incom, incomplete payment, especially to smaller and unsophisticated customers for, uh, for whom the discounts were calculated manually, allegedly. This has been going on for years at Flying J, which is no strangers to allegation of corruption. Um, Haslam has uh, immediately denied any wrongdoing, and then proceeded to cackle maniacally, fire a random subordinate, and <laughs> return to watch uh, watching practice footage of Brandon Whedon uh, stumbling all over himself. So, uh, yeah, here we go. And to so say who are who are the Haslams. And this is this is going to show exactly <laughs> it, it comes down to royalty and it says right here in the, who, are the Razzle, who are the Haslams? who are the Haslems Tennessee royalty baby uh, Jimmy's father James Arthur Big Jim Haslam uh, was a starting offensive lineman in Tennessee's 1951 national championship team and later founded the pilot uh, corporation with one gas station to his name. By the time Jimmy was CEO, became CEO in 1995, the company was the country's second largest truck stop chain. And I, I remember that that's right about the time that I started doing the over the road thing. Um, I, I remember they, they, were, they were very, very big, but they were also, they almost lost uh, their company because uh, in a couple of years before that, um a lot of the truck drivers decided to start boycotting pilot because they were not doing any kind of maintenance they were you know, the truck stops were filthy there were rats all over the place and there was there was all kinds of uh, all kinds of nastiness going on the driver couldn't step in and get a shower without catching the disease <laughs> you know you have to go in there and wear all of your clothes to take a shower and you become even reasonably clean and uh, they, almost, they almost lost the, uh, the truck stop over that until somebody come along and took a bat, bat to somebody and straightened them up. And they've been doing pretty good since. But, uh, see, where was I? Uh, yeah. I the, the company was the country's second largest uh, truck stop chain. Meanwhile, Jimmy's younger brother, Bill, was the freaking governor of Tennessee, Right there. Uh, Needless to say, they carry a lot of weight in the state, so much that it's often been theorized that Jimmy will eventually use his power to bring uh, former volunteer Peyton Manning to the Browns. Any scenario that could result in in Manning as a member of the Cleveland Browns could only be orchestrated by an evil genius. I don't know about that. I'm not into sports, but... uh, uh, did anything suspicious happen leading up to the probe that indicated something was amiss at Flying J? Uh, why, yes, it did. In September 2012, uh, Haslam tapped John Compton, the former PepsiCo president to take over a pilot as he wanted to for, uh, focus more on his uh, duties with the Browns. Less than six months later, seemingly out of nowhere, uh, Haslam decided to reassume his CEO role uh, role demoting Compton to the nebulous position of strategic advisor. This is about me realizing my first love running pilot flying J and wanting to return to that job, which to which I say and this is in the um, the greatland.com, um, text here, uh, to which I say uh, watching the browns is a generally painful, demoralizing experience and I doubt it's fun to work in that sort of environment. But let's get one thing straight. not one, No one, not even a top-ranking executive, willingly chooses a gas station over a professional football team as their place of employment. Haslam must have been tipped off about something. Good Lord. That was a loud truck. <laughs> I parked on the city street in front of the... Uh, well, actually, it's not really city street. It's a country street. But uh, So, anyway... Um, yeah, he it, it's it pilot has always been in some sort of controversy, whether it's through their salespeople or whether it's through Haslam himself, like uh, like the stories all said, you know, they're part of royalty. You know, they're just completely and totally, you know, it, it's a, somebody gets a bunch of money and they think that they can do what they want. And it just it's a. It's a strange situation, but he's out now, I guess, although none of the stories that I've read about this have said about whether or not, you know, he he won't have any um, financial control because he's sold out, but I don't know whether or not he'll still have any influence on how the business is actually run because, you know, Buffett himself isn't going to turn around and and, uh, sit himself down in in Haslam's office and start running things because that's not what he does, but... So, uh, whether or not it's going to actually work out or not, or whether it's just going to be, you know, meet the new boss, same as the old boss, because the new boss is the old boss, it's it's going to be a, a, an interesting thing to see here. So, but anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll post links to all three of these uh, stories here um, on my website at... Uh, uh, shifting gears. show, and like i said it's been uh, been a while uh since uh, since i've posted a show so i hope to get back to uh, uh things kind of being regular now that the truck is uh the trucking industry is you know the holidays are down so but uh, i do uh did want to talk a little bit just in case i'm pretty sure that all three of my listeners are aware of what's going on with uh, no agenda social and um, it's a, the, the no gender social thing. I don't really don't know how to approach the story. <laughs> it's a, it's definitely a weird one. Um, I think it's it's more along the lines of you know everybody has an opinion and nobody's opinions are the same. And um, it, it, basically, what it's coming down to is the way that I understand it. And I am, you know, I don't, I don't have a dog in this fight, but, uh, the way I understand things is that there was some sort of discussion between Adam and Aaron, um, about, uh, the future of a no agenda social and Aaron has basically, um, he set up a new instance, um, for you know, first the social media so no agenda social will be going down and in, uh, in a in a brief time although nobody is actually given an actual timeline so but uh, apparently uh, a lot of the people on uh, no agenda social uh, have been battling back and forth with Adam because um, Adam has been coming down on you know problem troublemakers with with uh, Uh, memes and such and it's been really bugging him because it's been taking down uh, a lot of the quality the outside view of his show Um, the show the way he and and John C. Dvorak do the show hasn't changed at all Um, everything is in my opinion is just fine other than Adam occasionally making a complaint about the about the memes and about some of the content there now, I can understand about a lot of the content um, that's going on. Of late, there has been a lot of troublemakers that have been coming in and uh, posting uh, to some people would be objectionable material. Um, but I think at the end of the day, this uh, part of this argument is about uh, freedom of speech, freedom of expression. And a lot of people that uh, are, there, there are people on both sides of the fence. You know, how do you, um, how do you give, uh, you know, exercise freedom, uh, but still uh, retain control? Because, you know, control and freedom are essentially the opposite thing. And you know, when uh, when you come right down to it, right down to the very, uh, very bare, you um, uh, 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 yeah, I know what I want to say, but I can't say it. <laughs> um, but uh, they 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 essentially stand in contradiction to each other, and so uh, I think that's uh, that's part of what's been going on here. Adam did, didn't like it. A lot of people, you know, had problems with him having problems with freedom of speech, and you know, doing not really uh, wanting to. Um, Get anybody to control anybody or to control anything, which yeah, no, no, nobody should, nobody. There should be no moderation. I've never been a fan of moderation, but uh, what, in my opinion, what comes down, what it comes down to, is um, freedom of speech, freedom of expression. It, free, these freedoms are absolutely fantastic. And everybody wants to look at the rights that we have. We have the right to this, the Constitution, so on and so forth, even though the Constitution legally doesn't enter this because it's, you know, the government shall not infringe. This doesn't have anything to do with, um, you know, what, what I can say. I, I can't control what you say. You can't control what I say, so on and so forth. You know, we all, we all know what that conversation is, but... Um, A lot of people that that have been exercising their rights, you know, which rights are are, are a fantastic thing. I got no problems with rights. But very, very few people want to take the time to understand that rights come with responsibilities. And a lot of people, they, they recognize this, but they don't care. Because for whatever reason, they're full of hatred amongst them, at themselves or at the world around them. You know, they want to do something to act out or they're just, you know, they, they want to take a look at this and just say, well, I just want to tear this down. I want to destroy it. I want to watch the world burn and it just, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a strange thing. You know, nobody wants, everybody wants the rights, but nobody wants the responsibilities. You know, and responsibilities are not to be placed by you or me against somebody else. You know, responsibility and the way you exercise responsibility is for only yourself. It is not my responsibility to tell you that you can do this or you can do that. It is only my responsibility to tell myself. That I can do this, that I can post that, that I can use this kind of language, that I can go out of my way to irritate or annoy somebody, or that I can be a nice guy and be conversational and be as, you know, civilized. People just don't want to be civilized. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people on no agenda and, uh, uh, well, what's now something else, but I won't go there. But, there, uh, there was just a, a lot of people that were posting objectionable uh, materials. And I, Adam just wanted to distance himself from it. And I cannot blame him in one little bit, not one little bit, you know, there, uh, there was, uh, one, I won't, uh, divulge the name, but, uh, before I, uh, no, this was after I got my own instance, but uh, one of the uh, subscribers that, uh, that I, the NAS subscribers that, that I followed, you know, he posted a, a, a picture of a guy getting shot in the head. And there was, I mean, no censorship at all whatsoever. And he knows who he is, and I don't think he's a listener, but if he is, well, you know who you are. <laughs> That's the kind of material that doesn't need to be on uh, No Agenda or uh, what is uh no authority dot social now and yeah but this once again this is my opinion it's not my place to tell anybody what they can do what they can't do this is my personal opinion only but i would hope that you know when if anybody that's there that's po- you know posting this material you know, if you're listening before you post it think about it you know why are you posting it what is the reason that you're posting this. Are you posting it just for shock value uh, to, to, to get a rise out of people? If so, why are you doing that? Are you posting it because you think that it's genuinely educational? All right. Are you absolutely certain? You know, take the time to think. And I, I'm willing to bet that the majority of the people that post objectionable, uh, objectionable material they're not concerned about rights. They're not concerned about um, uh, uh, freedoms or anything like that. They see the opportunity, what they think is the opportunity, to act like an ass and get away with it. And it just—that is something that really, really bothers me. Uh, it just it, to 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 no end that uh, something like that will always, always bother me. Because when you, you want to avoid responsibilities, and that's what, you know, your rights are, and that's what your freedoms are, they come with responsibilities, you know, somebody's going to answer for it in the end, you know, if people don't want to take responsibilities for their actions, it, it just, it, it, the thing is, nobody can force anybody. Uh, to take responsibilities for their actions, you know, but, um, unless there is a command and control structure in place, unless there is moderation. And then once you get moderation, Oh, that's, you can, you can't do that. You're power hungry, blah, blah, blah. You're a tyrant. And and no, 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 you're not free speech. You're not this, you're not that, you know? So it's, if it's not one thing, it's another, Somebody's always going to try to figure out a way to, uh, to uh, screw around with everybody and hide behind their perception of what uh, of what uh, freedom of speech and rights are and that just it it really does it wrinkles me the wrong way but I don't know so but uh, I do have my own instance and of course I'm not allowing anybody to get onto it you know, and, and this I, I think what, the way that I did it is the perfect way that anybody that's interested in social media uh, should do this. because that get your own instance. You roll your own, as they say. because when you roll your own instance, you are you are independent. Nobody can tell you what to do. You know the thing with about no agenda social, and the the new no uh, no authority dot social coming up. The, the you're everybody that's picked up from one instance and moved it over to the other. All you're doing is you're still putting all of your eggs in somebody else's basket. You know what happens when? And, and this is not an accusation or anything. This is just a, a quote unquote what if. What if. Erinor decides to turn around and say, "Well, I just don't want to do this anymore." And he shuts everything down. And all of a sudden you're left out in the middle of the cold going, "Hey, where did my account go? Why can't I get in touch with all my friends? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Everything is gone." You know, if you have your own instance and every single one of your friends has their own instance, you don't you don't have um all your eggs in somebody else's basket you've got your eggs in your basket your friends have got their eggs in their basket and so on and nobody can take that away from you you know so there is no way that um you know if you've got a a following list and you, you belong to an instance and you've got you know 200 friends on that instance and that instant goes that instance goes away you're out in the cold when you have your own instance, and every one of your friends has their own instance, there is no centralized control. You know, it is completely and totally decentralized, and nobody can take your friends away from you upon based upon a whim. There can be no power tyrants, there can be no control, there can be nobody that's going to step in uh, that can turn around and say, you can't communicate with your friends. This is truly, truly how the, Fed, uh, the Fediverse is supposed to work. You know, the, the Fediverse has implemented uh, to fragment social media, you know, which is good because that, that's how you avoid uh, having problems like what happened with, the, with Twitter and you know so many uh left-wingers just completely and totally mobbed the platform and took it over well you know it's when you get everybody that's uh, all captured inside the same four walls it turns into a freaking zoo and it, that's uh, that's what happened with no agenda social you know they this is two instances now that um you can use to show What is what the problem is with socialized media, or with uh, centralized media rather? Uh, Keeping all of your eggs in, in in somebody else's basket. Yes, it's great. You know, having a community is good, but having a community where you know everybody lives in the same house rather than everybody living in their own little houses in the same neighborhood, you know, that's that's a much better option in my opinion anyway um because if if, looking at your social media you know looking at an instance as if it were a house yeah you know that's if if you're if you own a house do you want 300 of your neighbors all sitting inside your house clamoring putting shit on the walls you know and just yelling and screaming and tearing up your bedroom and doing everything because it's something that is technically allowed, you know. You build, you build your own social media instance. And this, this, is, the, this is the way that, that I think thing, that, that I think things should be done. You build your own instance. you keep it to yourself or a very small number of family. I would kind of say, well, I don't know about friends. Uh, because you know friends change friends turn on each other you know sometimes your best friends sometimes you're enemies sometimes your best friends sometimes you're enemies and so on you you don't allow anybody in there but if you know you make sure that all of your other friends have their very own instances and when you need when you know when the important things come about you and you need to get in touch with somebody you can get in touch with somebody and not have to worry about whether or not a, a third party has severed your communications. And that's what a, a social media uh, in, uh, instance that has its own moderation and has, you know, hundreds of, of users, they, uh, they all uh, exist within, you know, that's that one central four walls, you know, that third party, i.e., the owner or the moderators or whatever, they can get between you and the people you want to communicate with. Now, if you have your own instance and all of your friends have their own instances, can anybody get in between your communication between you? No. You know, you are in control or your friend is in control. Your friend is in control of his instance. If he gets pissed off at you, and doesn't want to uh, have anything to do with you, then he cuts you off, you know. And and that's that, you know. There's there's no uh, arguing. There's no uh, whining with the moderator. Oh, I I didn't do this. I didn't do that. And I'm a victim. Victim. You know. No. There's no victimhood in in social media, and this is the way to avoid that uh, any of that kind of accusations. Um, so it it it. it In many ways, it might also, you know, teach people how to be civilized. And when you look at somebody's instance and you see that they've got a whole bunch of crap on there and a whole bunch of nasty postings, you're not going to be friends with them. Yeah, great. Fine. No problem. Just don't uh, don't uh, uh, allow them to follow you or don't you follow them. You know, you keep that all of that information. You keep all of that on your shoulders. And it, it is it is control. You literally have 100% control over what you see, who you interact with. So the only thing that that could possibly uh, uh, give a problem or have a uh, you know, make a, a, a an impact is if you choose the wrong hosting company. Um, I've recently changed my hosting company from uh, masto.host, which is a Mastodon um, provider. Um, I got to looking at the uh, terms of service before I uh, before I switched and I was taking a look at it and there's they're completely and totally woke. and I when I first started with them, I think back in October, and I got to looking at it, I was like, well, you know, It looks like a pretty good thing. It's a good price, six bucks, blah, blah, blah. And that's as far as I got. And I didn't have a problem with them at all, but then with everything with um, no agenda social going on, and everybody was looking at different instances and stuff, and I got to looking at the terms of service, and I was like, yeah, no. You'll be banned if you do this. You'll be banned if you do that. You'll be banned if you're transphobic. You'll be banned if you're you know anti-Israel or you're anti-this or you're anti-that. You have way too many woke uh, woke uh, requirements. So I ended up going with uh, Butterfly or B T R F dot L Y, and uh, their terms of service are, are basically. Don't do any illegal shit and we won't fuck with you. you know, which hey, that that is great. <laughs> um, yeah, So I don't I don't have a problem. That's why I switched. It cost a little bit more. Um, but for the freedom of not having to worry about uh being shut off because I, uh, if I type something wrong, or if I type, you know, uh, uh, you know, an anti-Semitic, you know, which is not me. I don't do that sort of thing. But I don't like having to have somebody else make that choice and punish me because I, you know, for what I choose to type or not type. So, um, but uh, yeah, uh, keeping keeping. Uh, oh, where was I going with this? <laughs> one of those days folks it's been a long one um yeah having that having that personal choice um so if you if you do decide to roll your own uh you know if even if you're remotely technically talented you could probably go ahead and get a get a copy of pluroma or get a copy of mastodon you know the source code and and make your own but if you're just the average Joe, Show Joe Schmoo citizen like me, you know you're probably going to end up going with a with a hosting solution. And if you're, and yes, it will cost money. But if you're, it's, if you're interested enough in keeping contact, you know which, you know, connection is protection. Uh, if you, if you're interested in keeping contact with all of your friends and and everybody, and not have them. Uh, be cut off because somebody in the in the third man in the middle uh, decides to, you know, have a shit fit, and boop, eh, my instance is gone. Nobody can... Now, get your own. Roll your own, you know. It, it's, it's it's well worth it. You know, the only... It, mine cost right now is $15 a month, plus the cost to, uh, get, you know, get my own uh, uh, web URL, you know, otr.rocks. And, um do that keep it closed don't let anybody in because then nobody can yell and scream and complain and if you decide you want to get pissed off and just close everything you're not doing anything to hurt anybody else you know you're only shutting down your instance you're not shutting down the instance for you and you know ten thousand of your other uh, uh of your other uh users so something to think about anyway so I think I've gone about as far as I can go with that. There were other things that I wanted to talk about, and uh, I once again I didn't really take the time to make any kind of notes or anything. So, but <laughs> I've been yammering on here for almost 50 minutes. So, I think I'm going to get out of here, and uh, we will see what uh, what we can come up with next. I know I do have to record another edition of uh, Rolling On. I don't know when I'm going to get around to that. Hopefully it will be sometime soon, but we'll see what happens. So, This is uh, Sir Truck Driver, and uh, I guess we're going to be out of here. You can contact me uh, at uh, Shifting Gears Show 33, Uh, you know it's good, just uh, go to rollingonshow at gmail.com, just send everything there. Uh, that uh, that way, I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, I didn't receive any sats or anything for this uh, for this show that I'm aware of. Um, so, if anybody's uh, gonna make any donations, um, you can uh, go to. Uh, oh God, what is it? I, I going to worry about it. This this show ain't worth boosting anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> boosted it boosted over at the rolling on show and uh, just a label uh put in there that uh, you're doing it for this so uh yeah sorry tired i guess i will just be out of here and i will talk to everybody later so long